Welcome to the Extra Podcast. This is episode number 194, and this is, I'm going to throw it out there. This is going to be one of the most unique Extra Podcasts we've ever had. This is going to be fantastic. So (laughs) if you've ever been a fan of like the Jetsons or uh, the Flintstones, if you ever watched those cartoons, there was some episodes where there was the crossover episode where like the Flintstones were in the Jetsons world, and it was pretty amazing. So this episode is a crossover episode with the bonus podcast. Woohoo! Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Women so in the house. So, I don't know. I, I haven't tracked the analogy that far down. Um, but joining us around the extra podcast table is Pastor Crystal. Hello. Pastor Thalia. Hello. And they do the bonus podcast. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. We have Jeremy, the producer. Hey. Pastor Kyle's here. Hello. Pastor Ezra's here. Hey, hey. Uh, Pastor Dave Heidebrecht is also here. Woot, woot. Hi. And Come on, Dave. we allowed another intern to sit and to observe. His he's name not is, here, but he's allowed. His name is John Rendell. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's all we'll hear from him. The people have spoken. Oh. And by people, he means him <laughs> begging to come and watch live. Um, so let's start by talking about the bonus podcast. We have more than one podcast that we do at Northview. There's mm-hmm. the extra podcast, and then there's the bonus podcast. So what's it all about? What's it, what's it like? It's like uh, very much the same as this. We have a mic and a computer and a mm. blanket on a table. And we have, we have a big whiteboard that has lots of topics on it. And we tend to plan our podcasts a little more ahead of time. So mm. we're not quite like you guys Ouch. who get the emails and... Just go off the cuff. So See, it has pros and cons. You guys do get emails, though, that yeah. you'll answer. Yeah, but we answer them kind of in the topics that we choose. And yeah. you plan ahead. Yes, we yeah. do. So, so we just did two on dating. Mm. We had Kyle and Andy and Vic last time talking about dating across the age groups. Mm. And before that, it was Crystal and I, I think. We were talking about the different categories of dating, like red things you should never have and yellow caution areas and green things you're excited about in dating. Mm. So you can check those out. Yeah, so we plan a couple of months in advance or else. Sometimes we bring up new topics if there's something that comes up, but mm. yes. So if you don't like disorganized banter, <laughs> two things. First of all, this episode you'll hate. Secondly, you'll love the bonus podcast because yeah. you guys plan ahead. Mm-hmm. That's remarkable. Yeah, it was great to see the, the scope of things we would talk about during the, during the episode. It was really, really cool to be there and, and be, a, be a visiting guest. Mm. Yeah. So how regularly do you guys... We do it every other week. Okay. Yeah. And it can be accessed from our website? Yep. Under okay. media, there's mm-hmm. all the different podcasts. So mm-hmm. bonus is there, extra is there, the two brown guys is there. I don't know if that's on... Is it still going? On. I think that's done now. Oh, okay. So Imran and his friend were doing a Punjabi cultural one. Mm. So... Yeah, those are the three that were on there. So We should also mention that as we speak right now, our website is totally different. Yeah. yeah. Daryl Martins, our web guys, worked really hard making it all new and try to figure out how do we do it with two campuses. And So if you if there's hiccups with the website in terms of something being on there that you were expecting and it's not, that's or why. Or you couldn't find something because things have been moved around. Yeah. That's why. So that if you have any issues with it, you can just contact John Rendell. And he will he will help you through it. His email is jrendall, R E N D A L L, right? Yeah. At northy.org. Or any of the I interns. actually I do have a password to edit the website, so 
Oh, I could. Lord. Nice. I could oh, no. That could oh, be dangerous. No. <laughs> so email Jeremy Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a password. There you go. <laughs> um, we also have Pastor Dave Heidebrecht around the table. You're, you're not here all that much. I, I'm not asked in often. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been our guest a few times. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. He's been on our bonus podcast a few times. Ezra's, Ezra's giving you the sit closer to the mic motion, just so you know. That's he likes that to was. order me around. So, Dave, there's a few, there's a few really uh, interesting things that have happened in community life recently. Um, we had a baptism service. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe you could talk about that. I also thought you could talk about the membership classes. What's mm-hmm. going on with that? Yeah, a couple things, at least, that I'll touch on. <laughs> yeah, that, take the whole podcast. So hopefully some of you are aware that we do, in February and October, baptism weekend services here on Saturday night right now, and we just had one last week. And then in June, we normally have a baptism service in a body of water in a lake or something like that. It's been cultist lake in the past. It may be a different site this June. Can we go to Hatzik? <laughs> Lake? Is there enough water in there? In theory, yes, place? we could. <laughs> yes. Right. In theory. It's just theory. a question. Would you like to go to Hatsik? Well, it's a mission. Or like in the have... Fraser River. How about between the two? Fraser River. Yes. Off the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Bungie. Bungie jumping. Bungie baptism. Yeah. Right. A whole different group of people to get baptized. But it's cold water, so if you're a woman and want to be baptized, ask Crystal. Yeah, Yeah. Haley likes the tub. It's warmer. Yes. Yeah. So, if you're not familiar, our baptism uh, services. We have a a baptism questionnaire online under Grow Baptism, where you can sign up if you're interested in getting baptized. We have a class. We have different options outside that class to connect and to learn about baptism for us to get to know you. And then we have a baptism interview with one of our pastors or a leader who can kind of get to know you even more and confirm that you are indeed taking the step and you know what you're doing. And then we have baptism services, and last Saturday we had 18 people get baptized, Mm -hmm. and the church was packed out, about 1,200 people or so, and it's really uh, actually morphed into this great Mm -hmm. celebration and a really good time actually for family and friends, Christian and non-Christian alike, to come and hear hopefully solid teaching on why baptism is important in the life of a believer and what, why is it important biblically, and then how does it actually connect us into the church. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great opportunity for us, for us to celebrate that. And afterwards, we have dessert squares and hang out and chat and get to know people who have been baptized and even other people at the church. So it's turned into a, a really fun event. I also saw some cream puffs there. Not just squares. <clears throat> Yeah, I was in the dessert squares, the Nanaimo bars go first, then the cream puffs, and then there's these brown things that end up. (laughs) Can I just jump on something that that Dave mentioned? I think um, there's all this information on our website that you can, you know, fill out the form, come to the class and all that. I wouldn't say that if you're interested, come. I would say if you're a Christian, a disciple of Mm -hmm. Jesus, this is something you need to do. Mm -hmm. Baptism is something that people of God, disciples of Jesus Christ, need to do. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening and you haven't been baptized yet, my strong encouragement and Dave's strong encouragement to you would be, you know, you do want to have a conversation with Dave. You do Mm -hmm. want to fill out a form. And if you're scared, if you have whatever issues that you may have, 
If you have questions, you can reach Dave. He'd be more than happy to create some time and talk to you. But this is something that people of God, New Covenant, they do. They yeah. get baptized. And the coolest thing was, did you see the age range mm-hmm. on baptism night? We had a 12-year-old middle schooler, a girl, all the way up to a 68-year-old gentleman. Hmm. And everything in between, men and women, single, married. A lot mm. of people said that they had delayed it for some reason. A lot of yeah. them out of fear. And now it was the time to be baptized. And they were really worried about that. And I said, no, don't we be worried because people who are listening, some of them are also delaying. Mm. And so this will give them the courage to step into baptism. Mm. Act of obedience, like you said, Ezra. Mm -hmm. Don't I need to reach a certain point of maturity to be (laughs) baptized, though? Don't I need to have some kind of, okay, I'm at the point where, yes, I'm a Christian, but now I'm actually at the point where I can do this? Don't I need to be mature enough (laughs) as a Christian? How many questions? I hear this question a (laughs) lot. Yeah. No, it's really interesting because, like, for baptism and membership, I, I get emails and conversations. Am I allowed? Or how, what's the age? Do you have an age limit for baptism? Do you have an age limit for a membership? In short, for baptism, if you can give a credible profession of faith based by your words and by people who know you observing your walk, we will baptize you. And that's why we have a bit of a process to go through so we can get to know you if we don't know you that well. Mm. And so it's not based on your age, but there are general guidelines as far as, you know, a certain, as we develop in our minds and different things, we come to an age where we can be able to articulate and observe things. But if you can do that, we will talk to you and begin that process. Mm. And as well, baptism is a prerequisite for becoming a part of the covenant community here, and we call it membership. And so if you are baptized as a believer, you are also eligible to become a part of this this church as a member. And that mm. means basically that you are understanding that you need to be under godly leadership that has been appointed by God here at this church and that you need others mm. to grow with as we want to love him more and others in the world. Uh, we just had our first of our five-week class, Greg, mm. uh, this last Tuesday. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> and uh, yes, we've a news alert. We've changed it from one night to five nights because we are really hoping all members will really be able to know our leadership, know why we do things, hear from Johnny Market on the passion he has as mm. he speaks tonight mm. on worship isn't just playing guitar. Mm. It's He has studied scripture, and he's implementing all these biblical ways into how we work on the weekend service, how we train others, how mm. we understand worship as more than just music. It's something that encompasses our whole lives Mm. and then we talk about the broad range values of our church that are biblical and then the programs and strategies that we use in all these different areas to make this work itself out Mm. and those things change from time to time but we want people especially our members to understand those things so we had 186 last tuesday because about i would say half half from northview abbotsford and half maybe from the mission campus because all those people from the mission campus were asking to come get to know us mm. through uh, the membership class so it's a great way to start out and uh, we'll be doing these periodically throughout the year we don't know exactly when our next class is but between Ezra and myself 
and other key leaders will plan the next one as well. I was surprised how many were from North, like from our mm -hmm. Abbotsford campus. Because I asked somebody, was it all mission people from mission? And they said, no, I saw lots of people like from my pastorate and from women's ministry. And yeah, people that we had yeah. not really realized weren't members. No, they've been here for a really long time. Some of our friends, even that we've known for years, yeah. that have never become members until now. So why, why become a member of the church? What's the, what's the point? I want to hear from Ezra. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Ask John. Because I just said <laughs> no, <a few> things. <laughs> no. <laughs> Test him. See if he can do it. I think. I think. Um, my take on that question: Why become a member? It's a statement to show that hey, you know, you are agreeing to come under to submit to the leadership of a local church, and that you're committing to journey with this church in your, in, your, in your faith journey and also in the life of that church to accomplish the goals and the mission of the church in particular. Mm. So I think in, in our world today, um, when, when uh, people join a family of faith, a community of faith uh, as members, there's a, should I say, an expectation, an obligation upon them to support the organization. It would be financially, it would be uh, with their time, or in whichever way the organization would need uh, support and whatever. But at the same time, it gives the organization um, a responsibility to provide care mm -hmm. for its members. So I would say joining a community of faith would, say, would mean for you as an, as an individual, this is... This is how I'm going to support this organization. When things are good, I'm still in. When things are not good, I'm not bailing out. I'm still going to stick in here serving, mm. being a part of, supporting in whichever way to ensure that uh, the goals of the organization are accomplished. Mm. Now, does that mean that someone who's an attendee will not be cared for? I don't think that that is what we are saying. But in our culture today, in our day today, I have found it uh, frequent, and I think Thalia could speak to this. If someone comes into our office to see me, for instance, and they have an issue, a, a, an area of sin that they are struggling with, so as a pastor, I would gently but firmly call them on the issue and just say, hey, you know, I see this in your life. And in this area, you need to submit mm -hmm. to the gospel of Jesus. If the person is a member, I often get a different response from them than I would if they weren't. Mm. Mm. Um, some, not everyone, but sometimes I get the odd people who would decide, okay, then I guess I will not be attending your church then. Mm. So they will choose to go <laughs> to another church because they either didn't like what I had to say or they felt that, hey, who am mm. I to speak to them and be mm. in authority over them to actually bring the word of God and call them to repentance. Mm. But people who are in membership, they realize that, you know what? Yes, these are our leaders. These are our elders. They've called me to do this. I don't like it. It won't feel nice. Mm. But you know what? They're bringing the word of God before me. So... I'll submit to their leadership. That would be my step. Mm. Another way I like to kind of bring up membership, because I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the title of membership, because it can mean so many different things mm. to whoever you are and what your background is. So I like to ask the question, how does a church know if you're truly committed to this church? Or how does the leadership know if we are truly need to be committed to you or not? We call it membership here. And even, so I think it's a great question. How... 
how can we be committed and covenanted together for the season of time that you're going to be here? That's another key thing I like to talk about because people are saying, I don't know how long I'll be here. I don't know if this is, who knows, who of us knows how long or where we're going to be. So for the season of life, you think you may be here. Get involved, move mm. forward, because it can be 10 years down the road, as we know, mm. and we still don't know, mm. and we still don't step into things. I even find myself talking to people in the, in the foyers of the church, and I say, um, so how long have you been here at Northview? And they say, 10 years. And then I say, so are you a member? No. Oh, so you're a guest here. <laughs> and then they get mad at you? <laughs> because I, I truly look at people as a member or a guest. I don't really mm. want to make all these I'm a regular tender or I'm this or I'm that but I want to teach people that if you're part truly want to be a part of this community you see it can be your home mm -hmm. you need mm -hmm. to learn how to be committed because the Bible shows these markers of how a person should be committed to a group a local church mm -hmm. and so to say it I think it's true but also I, th I think it might help people think through what what do I how am I committed to, to a church? Just like a marriage, right? Right. Can I just go back to the baptism question? <laughs> you, you can do whatever you want, man. Okay. Here's a question Darcy's for us. not uh, hosting, uh, so. A, theo a theological question. A theological question. Should someone, should someone who's not baptized mm. partake of the communion? Hmm. Oh, mm. interesting. interesting. Can someone who's not baptized approach the community table and partake because we know the community uh, the, the elements uh, for those who embraced who embrace Christ so it's remembering the work of Christ on the cross on our behalf how mm -hmm. he died he was buried he rose again you know his his blood paid for our sins traditionally so, that has been the stance of the MB church I think like I know mm -hmm. I did, wasn't allowed to take communion as a kid until I got baptized at 15 mm -hmm. um, so that was something um, like he talked about in your sermon this this week, that mm -hmm. we had people had to be circumcised in order to observe the Passover. They mm -hmm. saw baptism as that same that gateway into then the larger community life. So it has been traditionally, I think, what mm. we've held. But I think we've gotten more lax over the years with that and allowing our kids to partake and yeah, and people that aren't baptized. Mm. So should we? I know in a lot of <laughs> it's not it's just a decision right now. I don't yeah. know if it's Mennonite brethren only. I know a lot of Baptist uh, congregations would be similar, right? In terms of only the baptized members of the church would partake in communion. Or am I totally wrong on that? I'm looking at yeah. Kyle because he's our resident Baptist sort history of, guy. Sort of Baptist background. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, some churches would um, fence the table that only actual members of that local church should participate in that baptism mm -hmm. or excuse me in that communion um celebration even if you're a guest from another church and mm. are in good standing and mm. a, are a believer and have been baptized else. they would say that this is for our local church because they don't know they don't know you right? everyone else yeah, yeah they don't know you yeah so it's a, mm. it's a family meal in the most narrow sense of those who have been baptized and have identified themselves with that mm. family. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the MC Church, so it used to be General Conference, now it's Mennonite Church, Canada, and you were, you were only allowed to take communion when you were baptized, but when you were baptized, you automatically became a member. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then you attended all the congregational meetings and were encouraged to attend them all. It was greatly mm -hmm. encouraged, and then you could vote, yes. whereas ours is separate too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was for when I was talking about some Baptist churches. There, there's a wide swath of, of Baptists and other churches that that have these three issues and handle them differently mm. as far as how they connect or disconnect them. 
Hmm. Yeah, one of the the interesting things about baptism and the membership conversation is that for for a lot of people they would see our removing of baptism and membership as a you know a purely capitulating or giving in to the individualism of our culture. culture yeah. um, but one of the things that I appreciate about how we do baptism here at Northview is that we make it clear that baptism is not just this like me only thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it is this idea that when, now that I'm being baptized, I am committing myself to being a part of, of the church and of participating and being involved in it. But for whatever reason, we've, we've set aside official membership Mm-hmm. from being baptized into a community in terms of it's not just an individual thing where you can be baptized and now just go to any church you want or whatever. There is this idea. There's still this idea of being baptized at Northview means having mm-hmm. an affinity with Northview. Mm-hmm. It just isn't the same as as official membership. Mm-hmm. And, and practically speaking, um, that even that we're having five weeks to talk through membership and that the people can really understand and I get great teaching on on these both of these ordinances of the church mm. is very practically very helpful mm. for us and they're more touch points for us to get to know them in a bigger church mm. so right. there's some really practical value to that but I still haven't heard the answer to the question <laughs> okay. I, got, I, got a, I got a shot at it Okay. For all, so we're talking about baptism, membership, so, and... No, 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 no. no. So this is my question. No, no, no. My, my well, question... Yes, there are yeah, three things, but I, put membership aside for a yeah. second. I'm just talking about baptism and communion. So I'm thinking there would be someone who's listening to us, listening to this podcast, and they're probably not um, baptized. And we will have a, a regular guest of Northview. They are regular <laughs> guests of Northview. Just a guest. Yes. So they're, they're not baptized. They're not a member. But they attend here regularly. They've probably been here 10 years. Yeah. Um, on the 1st of March, that weekend, 28th of uh, this month, mm-hmm. 1st mm-hmm. of March, is our, is our communion service. Mm-hmm. Elements will be coming by. Are they taken or not? Well, we would we open up the table to anyone who professes who faith. professes faith in Christ, yeah. as long as there's no known conflict between them and another Christian that they mm-hmm. haven't done their best to reconcile. Mm-hmm. So we follow the First Corinthians eleven, yes, logic or breakdown of it. Mm. See, I I think that we are imposing <laughs> categories on I'm just on people that that we we don't have biblical warrant to do so. Like I. I think in the early we church... We don't have biblical warrants here, to do what? To let, call people to baptism? No, no, let me answer the question. <laughs> okay, let me okay. finish my comment. Okay, finish your statement. In the early church, for you to have a conversation with someone who professes faith in Christ yeah. who hasn't been baptized, mm-hmm. they would have been like, well, you're not a Christian. Hmm. Because baptism was that thing well, that... It was repent and be baptized. It was, sign. It was the right sign away. of you yeah. being a Christian. We, a we've yeah. made that sign our conversion moment. And we've wrapped our story around art. Is it right our, for us to do that? Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, biblical. I'm just saying when we come to texts, yes. we have separated categories mm-hmm. that would have been included together. Yes, so, biblically. So what I'm saying is biblically, biblically tied together, right? It, okay. In that, in that culture. Oh, so, oh, what? So, so, so what you're saying, what you're saying to me now is... That culture back then read the texts differently than we do because now no, no. we have decided to put things into different ca- categories. Is that no, what no. you're saying? No, no. What I'm so sa- what are you saying? What I'm saying is that the first church, yes, 
as the texts were being written. Yes. They didn't have different categories for, you know, a baptized member of a church or a non-baptized member or mm -hmm. a person who's baptized but not a member. Like, it was all connected. Yes. And communion was a meal that was shared by the local church family, yes. which would have been people who were baptized and would be considered because members of that family. Because these are ordinances that Jesus commanded. Right. So they did what like Jesus it. told them to do. So yeah. I, Carry I, on. I'm saying we've been... <laughs> We've been handed, mm -hmm. we've been dealt a hand mm -hmm. where we've separated baptism, membership, communion mm -hmm. into different categories that you yes. can put on an Excel word sheet. Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. But but we've done that. That's not necessarily what the text has okay. commanded us so, to do. Oh, yes. Um, it's not just two or three issues. There, Within each issue, I think there's uh, an inward reality that mm. the Bible affirms and an outward expression of that reality. Mm -hmm. So the baptism, the inner reality, when you uh, repent and believe in Jesus, you are baptized into the Holy Spirit. Your identity is now in Christ. Mm -hmm. So that, that's a baptism. The outward reality of that is you are put in the water and taken out. The symbolic. The symbolic offer. Mm -hmm. Communion, yes. similarly, is once you believe in Christ, you have communion with God mm -hmm. through the Spirit because of the Son, mm -hmm. and you are a part of the body of Christ yes. membership. Correct. The inward, re inward reality, inward reality, which yes. should express itself in an outward, outward action. Mm -hmm. So membership, part of the body of Christ, you mm -hmm. are joined officially to a local community of believers. Mm -hmm. The inward communion with God you have through faith is expressed in outward communion of the elements. Okay. So the, the Bible paints both the inward and outward and pushes us, I think, to, to bring those, to, to have those together. To have, to have, have, have the outward necessarily expressed, excuse me, have the inward, inward expressed. necessarily expressed in the outward. Outward. So then what you're saying to me then, Kyle, would be, uh, since there's inward change in an individual, they need to get baptized. Yes. Since there's an inward communion with, with, with God because of Christ's finished work, you participate uh, by taking the communion elements, correct? Yes. Okay. But so, what do we do with kids then? Because a lot of kids become Christians at like four, five, six. We don't baptize them until they have a better understanding of what they are being, what they are confessing to. But we may allow them to have communion when yeah. we talk with them and, and yeah. make they sure that they understand that they, what's going that they on. see the symbols and the elements and what's going on there mm -hmm. at their. At their level. level of understanding. So, I mean, I'm, all I'm asking, I'm just asking questions regarding, okay, so should we do this? John Rendell raised his hand. Very good. <laughs> okay. I, I would like to say that, yeah, I think if a person hasn't been baptized, that they shouldn't take part in communion. Just because? Like, because they haven't demonstrated the outward commitment that is clearly mandated in the scriptures. And I think it's the same thing with a person shouldn't, move in together with someone until they've married them, right? Because that's a clear command of Scripture. Yeah, and so they have a, so you can say, hey, that person's got a ring on their finger. They got up in front of everybody and said, this is the new commitment that I'm making, right? Mm -hmm. So I think in the same way, if a person, you know, why haven't they got baptized yet if this mm -hmm. is a real commitment and everything? Though someone would push back and say, we don't have a chapter and verse that will actually say explicitly that those who approach the communion table need to have been baptized. Right. Though we do have an ordinance to say, mm -hmm. those who come to faith in Christ, baptism would be 
the next step. You're making disciples of all nations, doing what? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And we also give it an ordinance to say, when you come together, you know, this is the communion table, do it as often as you mm. uh, eat or drink in remembrance of me. So mm. we have those two ordinances, but unlike circumcision and Passover, circumcision, we have a verse in Exodus 12, where God was very specific with Moses saying, no one will eat, no one will eat or enjoy the um, Passover feast mm. without having remembered this right that so I've put forth. What I, what I kind of see here, it's like all these different things that I see Northview trying to do with baptism, communion, membership, is whenever we do these things, we don't just say do them, but we're trying to teach and root it in scripture. And so I can imagine as we continue to study scripture, continue to teach it, like this is our community, how we work right now as we interpret scripture and as we read where people are at at Northview so we can do it effectively within all these different ways. So as we continue to do that, I could see us kind of tweaking things and making small changes that still fit within mm. that as we understand scripture. So I meant when you see repent and believe and be baptized, I meant, why this weekend every single person who gave their testimony for baptism said, I waited. I, I don't know why I waited so long. Hmm. And I think I, I, think I can, I can uh, respond partially to that. I think, you know, in, in, in churches um, here at Northview, in many churches, we don't make a big deal of baptism and its importance. Hmm. We don't make a big deal of communion and its importance. We cannot say, yeah, we are baptized. And so we hang out, hang out with people who are Christian. And they, and they show evidence, fruit of being Christians in how they live, in how they love their families, how they get involved in ministry, and so on and so on. But they are not baptized. And we don't call them onto that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's almost like baptism is kind of like, eh, do you, if you died without being baptized, would you go to hell? No, you'd go to heaven. So baptism doesn't save you, but it's an ordinance that the Lord put forth, which as disciples of Jesus, as slaves of Jesus, hmm. we so, need to obey. So, so if, you decided, if, if you decided that you were going to say you had to be baptized to partake of the Lord's table and fence it that way, I mean, automatically, you would see probably a lot of people <laughs> we being have a lot encouraged. Of crackers left over. <laughs> you would see a lot of people being encouraged to go to the baptism class, right? Yeah. And then there would be a lot more conversations because there'd be different types of motivations to be coming. And but it's, it'd be an opportunity to have all these different conversations. And then I'd have to recruit a ton more volunteers <laughs> to, <laughs> to do interviews. But, but yeah, I mean, we have all these people who come in, and right now we fence it by, if you have hold anything against a brother or a sister, mm -hmm. or if you're a Christian, those are the two things we fence it by. Because they're pretty clear in Scripture. Because they're, yeah, yeah. Because they're super clear. Yeah. Yes. And so how many other things should we add? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Ezra, you're, you're saying that the early church's appreciation of the commands to be baptized and to uh, take the Lord's table are different than our culture's appreciation of those things. Is I that think, right? I, I think and I would say so. So you're agreeing with Greg from earlier on? How so? Oh, you guys were got into a big debate we, about we, cultural See, I think in our culture, one of the things, and I think this is, I wish Jeff was here because this is one of his big things. Uh, questions that people say, okay, so why don't we have altar calls mm. and, and invite people to come forward receiving Jesus Christ? 
So for a lot of people, um, I listened to a sermon. I heard the Spirit of God uh, convicting me of my sin. Mm. I stood up. I lifted up my hand. I walked down the aisle to the front and I received. So I made a public mm. declaration, declaration right? that... <clears throat> I, I be, I'm a sinner, I believe. Yeah. So that has already been done. So for them, that was the big moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so now baptism, yet in the early church, it right. seemed like baptism was that, that profession, that I'm raising up my hand and saying, I am now dying to self, I'm mm-hmm. being immersed, and as I come back, I'm now coming up alive in Christ. Mm. Yeah. And so I think because of because of the way um, the way we come to faith in Jesus, it could have in some way, shape, or form downplayed the significance of baptism. Because you would ask someone today, how do you know you're a Christian? And they'll tell you their conversion story. Yes. You, you ask someone in the yeah. early church, how do you know you're a Christian? And they'll say, I got baptized on this day. Yes. Yeah. Well, can I make a comment too in Romans 6? Paul talks about, don't you know that you were baptized into death with Jesus? And then goes on to say, you know, how much more will you be raised with him, resurrected with him? And he just makes no distinction between, like we would call that conversion nowadays, but at that time they were one and the same, right? You were born again and then you were baptized. Mm -hmm. I noticed you didn't raise your hand, but that was a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they kind of got separated in the early church, like in the first hundred years when because of persecution, right? Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. there were so many people that said they were Christians and then they got persecuted and they turned away. And then the church fathers said, well, because we don't know if you're true or not, you actually have to go through this baptism class and we have to affirm whether you actually know what you're talking about and Mm -hmm. whether you're going to stand by your faith. And that's kind of when those ideas got separated. mm. Whereas initially they were together. Mm. Good topic, though. Yeah. Good times. That was fun. Uh, I have another question. So this weekend, we something's happening in Mission or something. So what's going on? This weekend? Yeah. This, this coming, coming weekend. weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's happening in Mission? Yeah. Yeah. This is young adults. <laughs> <laughs> this is my question to you. Oh, oh what's you happening? Take the mic, Ezra. That's oh. <laughs> a softball. That's right. It's a softball. I was totally swinging and missing. <laughs> it's a slow pitch. It is a slow pitch, and I miss. I don't play baseball. So what? What's happening in Mission on the twenty second of February? Well, well, what's happening in Mission is this: Northview Community Church will be officially one church with two campuses as of this coming weekend. So we have the privilege, by God's grace, much prayer, to launch our new mission campus. So the services there will begin at 1030, uh, and we are hoping that the length of the service will be just similar to the length of the services here at Downs Road. So that will be 1030 to 10 to noon, 12 noon being the hard end is what we're hoping. We'll, we will have coffee in between the services. We'll be mingling mm. with people. Mm. We'll have name tags. We're just excited about the opportunity to to continue proclaiming Christ in the City of Mission, coming alongside what was uh, Northside Community Church and continuing um, the ministry that Northside has faithfully done for years and years and years in that community. So it's such a privilege for us to come on board and partner with them and continue proclaiming Christ. So a lot of prayers required, obviously. Mm. Um, moving in, there's a lot of details that need to be still worked at, just small, small things here and there. The sanctuary is almost done. Uh, but again, it's those little details that often take a whole lot of time. Mm. 
So I'm hoping that a, a month in will actually be a little bit more settled mm -hmm. than we will be on the 22nd. But um, it's God's people gathering together for the purpose of worship. That's, That's fun. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Ezra, tell people good. who will be there with you. The people who will be there with me, uh, I'll be the campus pastor there. And then Laura Weens will be working with our children's ministry. She'll be running our children's ministry there. Andrew Gulovich will be running our youth ministry. And um, Ron Friesen, who's a professor of uh, youth ministry out of uh, CBC, Columbia Babel, he'll be working alongside Andrew just to help with the transition there. And then uh, Jody Croker, she's going to be our office administrator, just trying to coordinate uh, some things there. Now, you just, you those just are gave the her a Mennonite last name. Yeah, it's supposed to be Crocker. It's not Crocker. Oh, it's Crocker. Yeah. yeah, she's not Mennonite. Oh, there you go. Actually, she is. <laughs> yeah, well, she's a weens. She's a weens, <laughs> but okay. So outside of the four people, outside of the four individuals who I have uh, mentioned here, our entire pastoral staff will be involved in one way, shape, or form in the ministries there. So Crystal will be working with the women out of that campus to try and establish a women's ministry. Thalia and Vic will be uh, trying to do some care work there as mm. well. Uh, Greg, you'll be preaching out of there. Kyle will be involved out of that mm. uh, campus as well. Um, Dave Heidebrecht. And even our interns, in one way, shape, or form, a, a <laughs> lot of people, a lot of people a lot of people who are staff members at North Sea Community Church will be involved in one way, shape, or form in the ministries that will be happening over there. Though, I'd also want to say ministry out of our mission campus might run slightly different mm -hmm. from the ministries um, out of the Downs Road um, mm. uh, campus. But we will determine that as the weeks go by, as the months unfold, things like that, as we establish our our identity as a Northview campus in mission. Hmm. And rumor has it that the young adults are going to provide a barbecue? Uh, no. That is that not is a, happening. That is this. pure <laughs> rumor. <laughs> that is pure rumor. But the young adults will be out there yes, but to I will support. Say, yes. Yeah. I will say this. I will say this. Uh, the young adults of Northview have been very gracious to say they would like to provide, uh, like, um, would like to do some burgers or wieners or whatever. Um, we, we are still very interested in having our SOLA group do that. Mm. Uh, or a but few young adults. Not SOLA. Not oh, SOLA. Oh, just a few young adults. So let's <laughs> put it this way. Okay. <laughs> what no. do I know? No, no, no. They changed the, the name. It's not, oh, it's not few young adults. Oh, it's not SOLA anymore. No. Oh, dear. Yeah, what do I know? So, oh boy. Okay, so rewind. Let's start this again. We are still very interested in mm. having our Northview Young Adults group come and do that. But uh, for the kickoff um, weekend, the launch weekend, there'll be a lot of activities yep. happening. We don't know how many people will show up. And also the space there is very limited. Right. Well, what about cookies? Any kind of food there? Oh, there will be food. Okay. There will be cookies. There will be coffee. Okay. Yes, there will be food. You have to promise food. You, there will be food. Yeah. Yes. So you'll be If you live Cooking. in Mission or near Mission and you want to check out that campus, we'd encourage you to do so. Absolutely. Uh, if you don't, we will mm -hmm. still have church at the yeah. Abbotsford campus yeah. on the weekend, all our regular services will be going on at that time. Yes. And we, uh, for, for those with kids, <laughs> for those with little ones, just so that they know for the, the launch, uh, we will be running nursery only. Mm. So nursery is from zero all the way to age two. That's Those are the kids that will be uh, watched during mm -hmm. the service. But we want it to be a nice family service, kids crying and running around. It'll be so much fun. <laughs> Good family time together. 
be wonderful. Bring your coloring books and your crayons. Yeah. Ah, it'd be good yeah, times. Yeah. Be good times. We'll <laughs> probably be a, we'll be probably very busy, which is a good thing. We yeah. want a nice buzz uh, as we yeah. begin the work together in mission. I am very excited. That's great. Greg, will you be there, Greg? No, I'll be preaching all the services here. Oh, you will. Are you really? That's right. yeah. Sunday night too. Yeah. Oh, so wow. someone someone has to. Because, like, we actually still have a church in Abbotsford. <laughs> what? So we'll still be doing, like, ministry here. And so oh. someone has to preach a sermon. And so I thought, be. like, the mission morning preacher would be the Sunday night preacher. Is that not kicking in yet? We will. Once the Joshua series is over, Okay. okay. then we'll relaunch with the person who preaches in mission. We'll preach our, our Sunday night church once okay. we start our Jesus said what series. Mm. So that's when you get Jesus said what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, or Jeff or whoever is, yeah. is preaching on the weekends mm-hmm. here. So... Uh, this was fun. This was a good. This was a good time. So next weekend, Darcy, or next week, Darcy's going to be hosting. And uh, if you have questions, you can send them into the extra podcast. He will go through them because he's like that. He's diligent with the questions. And Me, we're all kicked out. Not so no, much. Yes. <laughs> you know what? You should check out the bonus podcast because it's worth your time. And you should go get baptized because it's a command. You should become a member because it's important. The next class is yes. coming up in April. And there'll be an out, outdoor the baptism. Next mem- or the baptism. Yeah, somewhere um, within 50 kilometers. But the baptism <laughs> outdoors is in June. Yeah. But the, the class, class is, is in April. April or May will be the okay. class. We kind of take some time to process mm-hmm. all the, the, the people. So. John Rendell, you want to say something? Yeah, I feel like one thing the listeners should know, especially those with questions, is that the Apologetics Canada Conference is coming up. <laughs> oh, man, someone's got And gonna... there's a place where you yeah. can have your questions answered. No, there's, there's certain questions. And they won't talk about baptism. Yes, they won't if talk you about have baptism. more questions, you can check out Andy Steiger's new book called Thinking. Did Andy, did Andy put you to this? Good job. I, I am the vice director of a podcast. Yeah. Oh, Pretty, Pretty much. Look at that. Assistant to the assistant. So, assistant to the, to the director of a <laughs> yeah. so. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you at either Abbotsford Campus or Michigan Campus.